Coming up on HIGMT, we get a good look at what happens to mega castings once they leave the Gigapress, Tesla does right for Model S and Model X owners, and Sandy Monroe sits down with Elon Musk while visiting Boca Chica in Texas. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of Indeterminate Length for Saturday, February 6th. 2021 episode 28 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. Thanks to an anonymous Tesla employee, we now have pictures of what is reported to be mega casting for the front and rear of the Model S and Model X. Tesserati.com has a story and the anonymous pictures were sent to Twitter user Ray for Tesla. In the story, it was noted that Tesla was not integrating mega casting for the Model 3 at all which is confirmed by Sandy Monroe's recent look at a 2021 Model 3. Instead, Tesla is using mega casting for the rear of the Model Y coming out of Fremont and mega castings for the front and rear of the refreshed Model S and Model X. The two castings are linked together with stamped and welded aluminum members. With front and rear castings now being used, it is expected that Tesla is actually one step closer to having the entire main chassis as one huge mega casting, thus reducing the overall parts count and increasing the rigidity throughout the chassis. So if you are a big fan of parts being used on the Model S and Model X, uh, be sure to check out the link in the show notes below. Gigafactory Berlin is about to get much bigger, and it's not much of a surprise given the recent tree removal that is happening on site to allow Tesla to start construction on a new production plant for the 4680 battery cells. The Driven.io broke the news this week, and what is new is the announcement that the EU would be subsidizing the battery plant to the amount of 1 billion euros. Tesla was able to secure the 1 billion dollar euros from an overall fund worth around 2.9 billion under the European Battery Innovation Project. Current estimates for the entire Gigafactory Berlin are pegged around 4 billion euros, so the fact that Tesla was able to secure 25% from the EU just for the battery production is no small accomplishment. The subsidy from the EU is part of an overall strategic investment plan to promote cutting-edge employment opportunities while lessening its reliance on fossil fuels from foreign countries. It appears that Tesla is doing the right thing and finally recalling Model S and Model X vehicles with troublesome infotainment screen issues brought on by faulty embedded multimedia card memory components on the MCU. Last week, I was curious about the failure rate of the MCU, and according to Electric.co article, the expected failure rate is probably around 30%, but as the fleet of Model S's and Model X age, the failure rate will probably push close to 100% for all vehicles with the MCU-1 version. The voluntary recall is for any Model S or Model X that were built prior to March 2018, and preliminary numbers indicate that over 130,000 vehicles are expected to be included in the recall. Owners will be contacted directly from Tesla, and owners are not required to set up an appointment just yet unless they are currently experiencing infotainment screen issues brought on by the faulty MCU. Now, this is really great news uh, to hear that Tesla is doing right for their Model S and Model X drivers. Uh, I think last week I had made mention that instead of uh, owners shelling over $1,500 US for a replacement MCU unit, that maybe they should probably wait to see if the National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration was going to twist the arm of Tesla to make the recall more formal. And it's nice to see that, you know, uh, a week later that Tesla is doing right for these uh, for the drivers of these vehicles. And to be honest, you know, I've been seeing a lot of bad press 
you know, people saying, oh, you know, Tesla, they have to recall 134,000 vehicles because of a bad MCU. It's like, well, that's that's nothing compared to some of the massive recalls that have been, uh, you know, inundating the automotive industry as a whole. Uh, I think there's an airbag issue where, you know, tw- 25 million uh, vehicles have been recalled for a whole host of reasons and yet you know no one's really uh taking them to task it's always something about tesla and you know anytime that there's a slight chink in tesla's armor people are you know want to go after them it's just i don't know it just seems a little opportunistic to say oh you know tesla they're they're not going to be able to uh, fulfill their mandate of uh, you know sustainable uh, transportation and energy production, and uh, as that's simply not the case. One hundred and thirty, you know, one hundred thirty-four thousand um, uh, replacement MCU units are probably, you know, probably doesn't cost Tesla very much, um, and especially with the fact that they have what over ten billion dollars in available cash um, to replace these and to make things right with their current Tesla drivers will only, I guess, further cement those drivers to stay within the tesla universe whatever they you know decide to go to a different model uh away from their model s and model x into something that's a little bit newer so this is all great news uh i'm glad to see that tesla is doing right by these owners and um, hopefully the mcu upgrades do not take up uh, a lot of time for these drivers to get these uh, arranged and replaced so that's uh, for me that's that's all good news Tesla is finally moving away from the traditional 12-volt lead-acid batteries, and they're going to be starting with the refreshed Model S and Model X. Electric.co has a story, and Tesla will be replacing the lead-acid battery with a 12-volt lithium-ion battery, thus clearing up some of the battery issues that some owners have been experiencing over the past few years. For unknown reasons, the old 12-volt lead-acid battery had a nasty habit of dropping its voltage very quickly and with very little warning for the driver. Without the power being available from the vehicle's 12-volt battery system, many of the subsystems outside of the main powertrain are left unpowered and unusable. The switching away from the lead-acid battery will allow for a lighter battery pack, more capacity, and will have a similar lifetime cycle as the vehicle's main battery pack. Still, there's no words of moving away from the 12-volt system and into a 24 or 48-volt system, which will allow for smaller gauge wires to be used inside the vehicle. In a recent interview with Sandy Monroe, Elon Musk mentioned that the Model 3, and probably the Model Y at some point, will switch to a single-piece casting sometime in the future. Timing for this advancement in production will be heavily dependent on the successful production runs coming out of Gigafactory Berlin and Texas. Demand for Tesla's factories in Fremont and Shanghai are making it very difficult to change processes to include large castings as part of overall production. Tesla simply cannot afford to shut down production lines for the Model 3, well, at least not yet. Additional Gigafactories will be needed working at full production rates to make up for the loss of production at Fremont and Gigafactory Shanghai while Tesla retools the production lines. Currently, the underbody of the Model 3 consists of around 70 different parts, each welded together to make the vehicle's underbody. Tesla is currently using a one-piece casting at the rear end for the Model Y. Thanks to Tesserati.com and InsideEVs.com and from Tesla themselves, we now have a bit more information on how the rear castings of the Model Y are joined with the rest of the chassis. In the short 45 second video, we see a plethora of robots at Gigafactory Shanghai pulling a casting from one of three gigapresses, performing quality control checks, stockpiling, and eventually moving each casting into position on the production line. 
by using a casting for the rear of the Model Y, the overall weight is reduced, assembly is simplified, in which turn provides for a better consistency when other parts are attached to each casting. So there's actually lots to see in the video, so it might be worthwhile to slow down the playback just a little bit so, so you can see everything that is happening in the video. CNET's The Roadshow is letting us know that if you had ordered a long-range rear-wheel drive Model Y, or at least maybe you were thinking about it, you will have to make other plans. Tesla sales associates are letting prospective purchases know that this variant of the Model Y is not going to be available. Since Tesla does not have a public relations department, there's no avenue for Tesla to provide additional information or rationale for the cancellation. One bright spot about this has to do with a $7,000 full self-driving package that would have been included in a long-range rear-wheel drive Model Y, and that Tesla will be carrying this cost to a different version instead of charging the current $10,000 for FSD. Being Tesla, you know, this model might change in the future. Elon Musk previously mentioned that a standard range rear-wheel drive Model Y would not be happening, but just last month Tesla announced the very same configuration is now available for order. Sandy Monroe from YouTube channel Monroe Live had a special sit-down session with Tesla CEO Elon Musk himself. Sandy found himself at Boca Chica, Texas last week, and he was able to check out the SpaceX facility. But more importantly, Sandy was able to pull Elon Musk from his busy day and interview him for just under an hour. There are lots of things that were covered during the interview, so if you have some time, definitely check out the interview by way of the show notes below. Some of the topics covered by Sandy and Elon were production quality, seats, uh, structural battery packs, and so much more, including full self-driving issues that actually have nothing to do with Tesla themselves. So definitely, if you're interested to hear uh, the interview with, uh, between Sandy and Elon, uh, definitely check out the show notes below. And while we're down in Texas, we might as well take a look at Gigafactory Texas. And again, thanks again to Joe Tegmeyer and Jeff Roberts for their daily drone footage. Robotic assembly machines used in the body and white area for the Gigafactory have been delivered. Continuing progress on the structural steel sections of the building, including installation of precast concrete wall panels that are wrapping around the stamping plant at the building's southeast corner. And over the stamping plant, contractors are continuing to work on the placement of poured concrete slabs that will be part of the overall roof structure. In the northeast corner of the building, more precast elements are being installed over the Model Y casting plant. More GeoPair work is continuing the northwest corner of the Megapad area, and a second Megapad area to the east of the production facility seems to be getting bigger as each week goes by. Well, that should pretty much do it for episode 28. If you're looking to purchase a new Tesla and you want 1,000 free supercharging miles, feel free to use my referral program link in the show notes below or head on over to ts.la slash Matthew40942. A quick check on my account this morning shows that Chatty is the only person that actually used the referral program link. Uh, again, thanks again, uh, Chatty, for using that link. So hashtag for this episode, let's try hashtag Sandy interview. And the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag H-I-G-M-T. And if you have any feedback for me, you can throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. And as always, you can watch my progress by visiting howigotmytesla.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for How I Got My Tesla. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cuppy. Cuppy.